Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today I am talking about living your holiday season in the fifth dimension. What does that mean? It means making your holidays authentic to where you have grown spiritually this year. I'm going to get real deep into that. But first, hey, Scott. Hey, guys. What what? You, it's so funny, like with the, the fifth, you love the fifth dimension. I love the fifth dimension. I don't know if I live in the fifth dimension. <laughs> I think I'm somewhere between three and four. Maybe maybe leaning more towards the four now. Um, but that's interesting that you bring that up because now that I think about this, when I was a kid, um, I think we definitely spent holidays in the third dimension. Well, yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, like third dimension, yeah. fourth dimension, fifth dimension, on episode 28, I talk about this in depth. Right. And basically like the 3D world is very material, ego ruled, you fight with everybody. And the fourth is where you start to be like, oh my gosh, like, wait a second, something is different here. There's more to life than this. And then the fifth dimension is where you can kind of look upon it all with a piece um, which is what we're striving for. So, but I remember when I did that episode, you were like, what is this? And now all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's very yeah. applicable to my life. No, de- it definitely is. As you're, as you're talking about with Thanksgiving when you were a kid. Right. And definitely to my childhood. And so let me just tell maybe a little story here. Yeah. But, uh, so there was a lot of fighting between the both, the two sides of my family when okay. I was growing up. Uh, now, if I get a little choppy here, it might be because like these my my people do come strong in yeah. spirit. So I think you get emotion. You're getting a little emotional. It's right. okay. So my grandfather might pop in. It's my grandma, okay. my other grandma, Grandma Annie. We know from the Grandma Annie specials. Yeah. With the, with the brown paper bag. Yeah. Just it's um, okay. It's okay to be emotional when you talk about something. Right. Go ahead. My, my grandfather was a red blue, so mm-hmm. he might really come through. Yeah. But anyway, the the two families did not get along. I don't know all the details of it. I was a kid. You know, I, I don't know why they were always constantly fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. But basically for Thanksgiving, we would have to go our separate ways. Okay, so my, I have a sister. My sister would go with my mom's side of the family. So with my grandma and my grandpa, the red, the red blue, Grandpa Irving, and Grandma June, who Brianna is her middle name. Yeah, June. our daughter's named after yeah. her. Okay, so she would go there. And they, they, they all lived in Brooklyn. We lived in Long Island. And... Um, Man, this is a tough. It's a, okay. It's a little tough. I think you're getting a little upset. Yeah, getting a little upset. It's okay. Um, so they would go one side. So we we'd all go in the car. Mm-hmm. My, my mom, my dad, me, and my sister, and we drop off my sister at that grandparents' house, and then me, and my dad would go to my other grandma's house, Grandma Annie, the one with the brown paper bag. Yeah. And she was divorced, so it was just to be the three of us right. for Thanksgiving. Yes. So I mean, I didn't know at the time that yeah. this might be a little bit strange or. You know, maybe how not, old were right. you? Like, how many years was this going on for? Oh, th- this was almost every Thanksgiving I can remember. Did you ever have Thanksgiving with the with your mom's parents? Um, not, not you know. I mean, there might have been one or two. I know my my parents are probably going to call me up and be like, "Yes, we did. We did have a couple of those," but I don't remember. Did what? Which which? Not to play favorites because you no. love all your grandparents, but did you miss? going over with the other side or was it just kind of not being together or well, what the, was it about it well the other side you know and this is my take on it my sister might have a totally different take on it mm-hmm. that i always saw as like the fun like all the fun was going down there yeah because there was a lot of cousins and aunts yeah. and other relatives mm-hmm. and they would have like a lot of people over at times or they would go visit other people when when they were this was by the way this was for any time we went to visit our grandparents oh really yeah so you couldn't go over there and play no, no, for when we would, like, we'd always split up. So me, That's what I mean, yeah. 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 No, sometimes I would go to the, the so basically the way, the way that, I don't know if anyone really cares about this, but I'm the way curious. we would, yeah, the way we would do it is like once a, once a month, all four of us, my, my parents, my sister and me would go to Grandma 
or uh, Grandma June and your mom's family, right? And then there's a, be another um, once a month, once trip. a month, where again, Carrie, my sister Carrie, and my mom would go to my grandparents' Dad's family. Got my mom's family. Oh, she and then, never went. Right, she, she never, never went. went to your dad's mom's house. Right. Okay. So my dad would take me. I think there was one time where my dad took my sister. We reversed it, but that was the only time. So I would always go with my dad to my Mm. grandmother who was divorced. Yeah. So it would just be the three of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I, you know, I get the bag of baseball cards. Right. uh, But also for the, for the holidays too, for Thanksgiving. So basically Thanksgiving for me was, you know, they, I don't remember them ever cooking a turkey dinner. Sure. We would go down to the market (laughs) and my favorite food other than pizza uh, happened to be lobster. Right. So they would get me like a two-pound lobster. Okay. And that would be my Thanksgiving meal. All right. And then I would eat my lobster mm-hmm. on a TV cart God, in front of the TV. This is looking bleak. Watching uh, football. Okay. So, and they would usually have conversations at the, like the kitchen table. Right. I don't know what they talked about, but so it was basically Thanksgiving for most Thanksgivings. When my grandparents were alive, was me at a card table eating eating lobster. Right, complain about that, but yeah, but you're missing with, uh, family time. Yeah, and then I would always think like, oh, what's going on over at my sisters? Right, you know, what, what, what are they doing? And they with had, all like, the sides and the cousins right. and the craziness. Yeah, and... I don't know because I wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so that was so because I guess you're trying to say like because of some 3D stuff, right. Like Thanksgiving was like it's a memory that you had to reestablish in your adulthood as pleasant. Yeah, and then I mean, yeah, I mean that's just what I remember. And then when all the grandparents died, mm. um, then we would just, then we would go to these hotels. Oh, with so, your with your immediate yeah, family, with just my parents and my sister. Right, we'd go to the Catskills. And we go to like these decrepit hotels, these rundown <laughs> hotels. Like, think Dirty Dancing, but out of the heyday. Okay. So like Dirty Dancing, like I think that was popular, and I could be wrong. It was fifties and sixties. Right, that type of vacation it was really popular. Right. But we were doing this in like the nineties. <laughs> so it was like this smelly kind of musty yeah. carpet. Right. Like it's a big hotel that lost its yeah shimmer and shine. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So like you could see the glory that it once was. Right. But it was all like you know moldy and everything. Yeah, and, it smelled kind of um, funny. You know, they would have meals, and then you'd have entertainment. But like the entertainment would be like a you know a band from this like the fifties. Did you like that? Um, you know what I. Yeah, I guess I did. It okay. was kind of funny. Like, like you know, a lot of times I'll sing like oldie songs, like yeah. from like Jay and the Americans. Like, right? Uh, what's that? Uh, what's that song from them? I can't. I have remember. no idea what you're talking about. You know, honestly. What um, this magic moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they would bring in bands that would sing the popular songs okay, of the fifties so and sixties. So fun. I liked it. Or they'd bring in like a like like the like the, a cameo person from like Beverly Hills 90210, like not oh, really? the star, but That's they bring hysterical. it like, like, yeah. like the cousin that popped up yeah, or, like, or the neighbor right, in like episode the, 80. Exactly. Like the owner of the peach pit. Um, <laughs> and then my sister would go off usually with the staff, just like a dirty dancing. Oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, she made friends with everybody. Right. I was, you know, believe it or not, I was more introverted at that time. Right. And I would kind of stay more to myself. But she would go off with the staff and have a ball, and we wouldn't see her the whole weekend. That's funny. You know, if we saw her for dinner, we were like, oh, hey, Carrie, here you are. You know, and she'd have, like, names and numbers of, like, 20 people. <laughs> she probably still keeps in contact with them. Who knows? But, That's all right. So that was, and then there was that experience after everyone had died because was no one – Was it kind of sad, though, still? Like, was it, like, a lingering kind of – we're avoiding feelings, yes. so we're going to this resort, everybody. Pack up. Yeah, either, yeah, either that or no one wanted to cook or – Whatever. Well, I, see, I can see, like, that's the thing, like, with holidays, like, um, 
you know, you get so stuck doing it a certain way that when things change, it can kind of trigger a lot of stuff, like yeah. a lot of pent up stuff. And uh, it's okay to change your traditions. Like it's okay to do things differently. Yeah. But, well, thank you for sharing that. Scott. Yeah, no problem. Your three D. I, I feel bad if I got a little bit. Uh, my voice got a little choked up. I yeah, apologize. Yeah, I think you got a little emotional, but that's okay. You know, I think that's what the three D world does. It kind of like it affects everybody when, when we kind of act from ego stuff, and then we look around and maybe your parents were just hurting or they were just having their own issues. But um, yeah, it affected everybody. You know. All right. Well, let's. You know. Hey. Let's do what I do best here. Yeah. And let's go into some holiday event faux pas. Ooh, holiday faux pas. And what aura color would do this thing? So I'm going to tell you something that people do at holiday parties. It right. doesn't have to necessarily be Thanksgiving. Uh, and it could be any party. And you and, researched this? Of course. You know I do. <laughs> um, I just got, again, my last survey that we did last week. That uh, test got yes. published again. Oh, my God. Yeah, it got published in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, you're at Phoenix, Arizona <laughs> Institute. Great. Yep, it got great. published again. All right. So the first faux pas we'll, we'll start with is ignoring the invitation. So basically okay. you get the invitation in the mail or whatever and you don't RSVP. Mm. Possibly you bring uh, one or two or three guests that were not on the invitation. Oh, yeah. You might bring two to four shamans with you. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Mystic Michaela? What, what color would ignore the invitation and show up with either themselves or more than themselves. Oh my gosh. What do you think? Well, definitely not a yellow. No. They are not going to do that to no. you. Right. That's not true. And a blue wouldn't do that to you either. Right. And yellow would get an it indigo in. indigo would right not away. do that. Um, no. I would say like a purple. Not on purpose. It's just like, think when a purple person gets an invite, it's like, oh my God, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like, I don't know where I'm going to be. They don't like forward future thinking. So if you have them like, okay, hey, you know, Thanksgiving at 4 p.m., are you going to be here? It's like, oh. Like, let me, and they put it on the back burner. And then all of a sudden it's like a day before and they're like, oh, I'll just go. They don't care. Okay. Like, so I would say like, like the purple would do that. Okay. And who, and here's what I was actually thinking the opposite way. So like, if you send out your invitations are all nice or Martha Stewart-esque and then someone didn't respond in time, that would probably annoy a, a yellow. Yeah. Well, right? the yellows will follow up. Oh, they will. Oh, yes. Like, yes. you don't send it back the next day. Uh, well, I think the yellows give you, like, your ample RSVP time. And on RSVP day, they're like, oh, okay, you know, because they have yeah. their list. And it's going to bother them if they don't make sure they know exactly how many mouths they're feeding. Wow. Now, does the, from, the, just to, from the time that they send the invitation to when the RSVP date, yeah. does the yellow get, like, a little anxious? Because, yeah. like, we w- I want those in. Like, we don't know who's coming. You know, they want to start prepping. Yeah, it's a lot of anxiety. Although, I will say blue people are like that, too. Okay. You know, because they like to, for different reasons. Like, yellows are more motivated by the organization of things and the system of things, and blues are more motivated by the vibe of things. So they want to make sure that the they're set up properly so as to make everybody happy once they come. Okay. Next one I have is arriving early. So the next faux oh. pie you can make is arrive early. You know, you oh come 30 God. minutes early. I feel like I always do that. I, you, yeah, you like I to do. come early. <laughs> I don't like to. I mean, I hate when people come early because I'm usually stealing some of the desserts before they get there. <laughs> so I want to make sure that I get some of the good desserts. So I, you know, it kind of annoys me that if someone comes early. That's more geographical, you yes. know, because I noticed that like in Buffalo where we're from, like nobody's late. You know, right. everyone's either on time or slightly early. Um, down here... Oh my gosh, like the first time I threw a party, like everyone's a half hour late. Yeah, it's a I'm faux like, pas, yeah. But not down in Florida. Oh no, down here. No, I mean, to, if you don't come a half hour oh, late yeah. down here, that's a faux pas. Yeah, and somebody explained it to me. Yes, they you know, did. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> somebody explained it to me that it's actually like in some cultures, 
they find it rude to arrive at the time, actually. So, like, kind of in some right. part, like, if you come, like, um, <laughs> like my Dominican friend told me this. He told me, if you come on time, that's actually rude. We're going to come a half hour late. Yeah. Like, because that's just, that's actually polite. So, I real I learned that. And then also, but then there's just uh, people who are not Dominican do show up late anyways, and I'm blaming that on Florida. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Florida. I, for me, the perfect time to arrive is, like, five minutes after the time. Like, I, I don't like okay. to come on time. I don't like to come early. I like to come, like, five to ten okay. minutes after. Yeah. I want someone else to be there <laughs> as well, so I don't have to, like, say hello to the host. I'm an early bird. I like to come. Hey, what do you need help with? Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, the next one I have is roaming through the house. Now, I do this. I admit it. You do. I do check out the other rooms. (laughs) That's so weird. Uh, If someone says, don't go upstairs, that's all I want to do. All of a sudden, you're like, ooh, what's up there? Yeah. Like a little kid that way. (laughs) So creepy. Um, Does that, who would would most likely roam Uh, roam through the house? You know, green people do that. You know, green people do that. They tend to kind of walk around and then like they'll come find you and be like, you know, this doorknob's wiggly. Mm. You know, or, uh, you know, I have something in my truck that can fix this sconce <laughs> that's been, like, off kilter for a long time. Just little things like that, like, but they roam around looking at stuff for you, or they, like, they turn on your faucet, and they're like, oh, you know, the, the water pressure, right. you know, let me go check that out for you, you know, so which would... is, I don't mind. I'm like, thank you. So Please come green... to my house, green people. Right. But they're, like, wanderers. And again, it would probably annoy a yellow the most? I don't know. Um, no. Yellows, maybe. Maybe, you know, yeah, I would say like yellow people like to herd the, the group, herd, <laughs> like herding qualities, right. like a sheepdog. Okay. Like, where is everybody? Like, a yellow is really good at a party. They're like, oh, you don't have a drink. Come here, let me get you a drink. Oh, you're not talking to anybody. Let me introduce you to this person, and here's what you have in common, and go. You know, yeah. like, yellow people are really good like that. Um, blue people are too, but they're more nervous about it or stressed out. So, okay. so yeah. All right, next one I have is hogging the host. Mm. Now, this is one I know I don't do. I usually try not to talk to Me the host. Too. I go yeah. out of my way not to talk to them. I don't really like to say hello. <laughs> uh, I don't like to say goodbye. Um, Call the Irish goodbye. Yeah, I don't. When <laughs> I go to a party, that. If, yeah. I, if I say hello to you, that's rare. And <laughs> goodbye, I just, I don't say, I don't go to anyone. I just sneak out <laughs> and I do never say goodbye. I have a problem with well, it. Well, I feel like that it's very rude. To <laughs> ma- Some people make this big production of their goodbye. Yeah. Like, goodbye, everyone. Yeah. And then you every, like, go to everything. I'm an Irish goodbyer. Right. Are you okay? Is what, that means like you, you kind of say goodbye to the host real quick and then you just like disappear or you just okay. disappear. So we kind of do it the same. Yeah. I don't even know that about well, you. Well, I feel like it's rude to make a big like entrance, like exit performance well, of saying goodbye. I mean, so I, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's just not for and, me. And here's one of my big things. This is one of my pet peeves with saying goodbye. And, you know, 
if you're at a party and there's like, you know how like you talk to like some people, but some people you didn't even talk to the whole night. Uh, yeah, that's awkward. And then like you didn't talk to them the whole night yeah. or you didn't care to talk to them the whole night, whatever. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, you have to like say goodbye to them. It's like, well, I didn't even say hello to you. Well, it's not authentic. Yeah, it's so, not authentic. Yeah, so it's like more the 5D people okay. would have a real issue with that in the fifth, fourth or fifth dimension. Because yeah. like, oh my God, I didn't talk to you all night. So right now I'm going to like, this is weird to say goodbye. So, so usually like those people, this is like me. It's like, oh my God, I didn't get the chance to talk to you at all. Yeah. But bye. Okay. You know, and then it feels really weird. Yeah. Um, but hogging the host. Yeah. Hot mess purple. Hot mess purple. That's when like your hot mess purple friend comes in. She's like, oh my God, let me tell you what happened today. And you're just trying to like make enough biscuits for everyone. And they're like, and then this, and then he called me and then and, 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 hot mess purple. Wow. Now. These purples are issues. They, yeah. <laughs> I'm a purple. You know, so the, I more, get it. the more we get through this list, the more like 5D I think I am. Okay. <laughs> oh um, no. Double dipping and other bad food habits. That's you. That's me. You, do, I, you double dip. I will double dip. Or you um, cut the pie wrong. I will. Mm. Um, look, I mean, here's the thing. We, we do have a lot of people over. Uh, we used to have more people over before, you know, know, pandemic. Is, yeah. But um, look, just know, like, the food that's put out, like, I probably have been in there somewhere. Like, the, <laughs> there's an M&M bowl. I've, you know, put my hand in there a few times. Ew. Now, I will. I, I, I have hand sanitizer. Um... But double dipping. So most double likely dipping. double dip a red? I don't know. Don't Purple? Red. I mean, honestly, All you're colors, a unique red in, in, yeah. in your politeness yeah. um, thing. Because usually reds are polite. They have boundaries or they know what to do or what not to do or right. whatever. Well, I do it nonchalantly. Well, you're just... I don't think... I think you're oblivious okay. to the double dip or okay. like the incorrect cutting well, procedures of the cheese ball or like whatever. I, yes. That's different. Now, I will tell you when I double dip... Like let's say I take the chip and I put it in mm-hmm. and I take the bite. I will not put that side of the chip back in. So I will flip it's the gross. chip. I will flip the chip. No. So it's the other side of the <laughs> You're chip. You're supposed to take a spoonful of dip and put it on your little plate. Okay. But I don't know who does that. That's just – that's not an aura color. That's just bad manners. Okay. I mean they also say that those are the same type of people that pee in public pools. Just really? putting that out there. Okay. <laughs> same mentality. Not saying I do. But same psychology. Right. Not saying I do, okay? All right, but moving on. All right, number six, uh, the sixth one I have down here is you at a party, you're on your phone all night long. Now, this is not me. I don't usually bring my phone to a, to a party. Yeah. This, you know, usually what happens to me is I get stuck with some green guy and they show me like apps. That's what they, yes. About like weather. Yes. Or they'll show me how they could turn on their dishwasher while at the party. Or fantasy footballs. Yeah. yeah, Like that kind of thing. You know, look here. I can look. I can ring my doorbell from my phone. Oh, that's a green person thing. Yes. Yeah. That's a green person guy thing. Like, hey, look. Yeah, exactly. Right. Look all the things I can do from this app that that do something in the house. Right. And so, (laughs) you know, I have four apps on my phone. I don't put apps on my phone. I refuse to. You know, the other day, like, you were begging me to put Spotify on. I was like, like, fine. It's like def- I'm like almost defiant about going to the app store. So I would say like unless you're a teenager, which would be cross or a color, you're on your phone all night, you know, obviously if yeah. you're a teenager. Um, I, yeah, I think the green people are on their phones a lot. Yeah, so that would be a, a green person. Yeah, but at some point, like I think all of us, just because of our culture, like we bring out the phones to yeah. talk about something collectively. Like, right. hey, go look at this. Go look at this website. This is what you need. Or go look at the, hey, go look, I'm going to send it to you. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I've seen parties where everyone's just sitting there scrolling on their phones and I'm just like drinking my whiskey and just, which is fine with me. Yeah. yeah. If you don't want to talk to me, it's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, here, here are a couple of other ones. Um, a person that helps himself first 
to oh, the food. That's like, you too. that's me. Yeah, that's me. That's you too. Like, I don't even wait for the turkey to be out. I'll just go up and take. Oh my take a plate. god, you're so rude. Yeah. Um. Who had that again? I feel like that's just bad manners. That, that's just bad manners. Yeah. Going into someone's fridge. Unless you're a child, I just don't know what adult <laughs> would do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. do that one. I, I don't go into people's fridge. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, that one I don't do. But all right. Let's, so some of these are just bad manners. They're not really aura colors. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next one I have is poor social media judgment. So this so is when mean. like you're at the party for like three minutes. Yeah. You take pictures. Mm. You The first thing you do, like you don't even talk to the people. You post them on your Instagram or your oh, Facebook. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, drama starts because someone now sees it that wasn't invited. Right. Uh, you, you know, like. Who does that? I think like it th- that would uh, that's got to be rare this day and age because I think we all it's like an unsaid rule like don't post pictures of something that's not your party okay. because people can get offended who weren't invited and it can really upset the hostess or the host. Yeah. But years back that was popular. I mean I don't know if it's still popular today. That's but what I mean. I don't. Do I feel like people have more etiquette now about it. But if anybody's going to do that, I, I have to put it on the yellows a little bit here because they tend to be the shutterbugs. Like they tend to be the ones that are like, oh my god, let's get a picture. Oh my god, let's yeah. put this up. Oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. Um, or they like to check in places or be like, look, I was here. Look, I was there. You know, and they don't, sometimes they're just like, it's a good photo. What's the big deal? Like that. They don't always think or whatever. Mm. Um, so I got to put that a little bit on the yellows. On the purples a little bit too, just because it would, again, not cross their mind. Okay. That this is a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, purples like to have like kind of like the filters or like they like to... <laughs> hey everybody like they film i'm at this christmas party you know or whatever it could be a purple person yeah too. I mean, it's almost like you weren't like you weren't there there wasn't a party unless you posted it yes so all right maybe that's dying down a little bit uh, i maybe not. i i feel like we're so saturated with social media eventually we're gonna kind of like get away from it in certain aspects yeah and that one for sure oh i hope so all right we got a few more here all right, number or eighth one or ninth one here. Mentioning that your wife is a known psychic medium <laughs> oh, and aura reader. Such a faux pas. <laughs> so, so I used to do that more right. than I do now. Now I don't usually do it. I just have the shirt on. So um, so that would be a red guy and maybe just me. That just well, probably would be me. because everyone in my life knows that it's right. not a big deal. Right. You know, I do get the occasional green person. Yeah. Hey, Megan, you know, <laughs> what color am I today? Or, right. Like whatever, and I'm like, ha ha, you know. Right. But um, get, uh, yeah. When you used to do it, like in parties where nobody knows me. Oh my god! Then- and now you get my death glare. Yes. Because I just want to go and just like be invisible and do my indigo thing. Like, let's just get through this, you know. And you're like, hey, guess what my wife does? And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, I'm bombarded with everyone's judgment feelings. <laughs> like, it's not like the interest doesn't bother me. Like, if people are into it or like, like that stuff's great. But you. Because I am who I am and I talk about this constantly, if one person thinks I'm full of crap, that's the first thing I feel and it makes me want to cry and go home. I know. I know. And then (laughs) everyone, the other people want you to tell them the colors. Well, that doesn't bother me so much. It's more like the one person in the corner who's like, who does she think she is? And I'm like, oh my God, I need to go home now. Thanks a lot, Scott. her and then like, you know, then you'll be like, yeah, I was on TV or I was on the radio. Like, I don't know what to say, (laughs) Yeah, you know, because I think, you know, I look, I still look, I just look like me. I don't look like anyone special. You know, oh, like you're special. I don't. You know, I have. I do not have the appearance of somebody who um, sees colors around people or like <laughs> okay. does something weird like I do. All right, <laughs> this so, is the source of many fights. All people. right, mention that your he wife is a known psychic medium is definitely a <laughs> yeah, faux pas. Not to do that. 
All right, this one I might. I'm gonna red brand here for a little second. Oh, here. geez. All right, we got two left. Packing a doggy bag. Now I know all about this one. We've had many parties here over the years. People have taken from us whole pizzas. <laughs> Dave taken full bottles of Coke, full bottles of liquor. They've taken our toilet paper. They've no. taken our napkins. <laughs> They've taken family heirlooms. Some people have taken my wallet, and even people have taken pets. Okay, so people come and they take. What is that a faux pas? <laughs> Red rant for Bob. Yeah, you just had a red rant there. Yeah. Well, I think on Thanksgiving it's normal to give people doggy bags. Yeah, but like, if they're offered, right? Th- but that means like here. But who's asking for take them? Take a couple cookies to go. Okay, I'm gonna have to put this on the greens. Okay, I feel like they kind of like kind of can go up and be like, "Hey, that was great pie. Mind if I take a slice home for later, or something like that?" Right. Like if anybody's gonna ask, it's gonna be the green person. Okay, but like to take home the full turkey, or. The purple person might do it too okay. for like the person that couldn't come. All right. So they might do that. Like, oh, my boyfriend who I just um, hogged the hostess about talking about this entire time. He's, you know, can I, can I bring stuff home to him? Okay. Like that. I think it's just the people we invite. But <laughs> no offense. Because hopefully they're not listening. All right. Last, you went off on them last year too. I think I did. You did. And well, I said, we're not going to have any friends this yeah. year. Well, last year I told, I told I was vacuuming their feet because they wouldn't leave. They wouldn't leave. You know, I had to get out that you were candle. Literally, that candle. Yeah, <laughs> get the F out of my house. Candle, the Ryan yeah. Reynolds yeah, candle. Yeah, lit that candle. <laughs> and the last one, faux pas. Someone who takes out their bra crystal at the dinner table. <laughs> that is not a faux pas. That will be happening at our holidays okay, this so year. It is totally fine to take Bring out your out. bra crystals. Bring them out. Put them on the yeah. table. Let's all look at them. Right at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Bring it out. What if you eat one by accident? Like, oh, I thought that was a pee. No, it was a Jeff's like, I My bra crystal Ooh. is so a part of me okay. that... um. You know, but uh, take it right out at the dinner table. I, I, that's yeah, good. that's not a faux pas. Well, we've done it. I've done it with like my girlfriends. It's like, hey, what you know, which crystal you got today? Like, right. Roop, take it out. Right. Oh, cool. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm. Yeah, there's a movement that's not weird anymore. Okay. Um. Okay. So before we get into the holidays in the five D. Um, I want to talk about some of our sponsors. And again, thank you guys so much for, um, when you can, supporting our sponsors with our code. But first, actually, I'm really, this, this one really makes me happy. I do a lot of readings where people are having a hard time with fertility or they're having a hard time, you know, getting pregnant and they don't know what the next step should be because it's very expensive to go get this stuff checked out. Well, here is an actually good solution for you. Modern fertility. So, You know, did you know that a simple finger prick can unlock tons of insight into your reproductive health? I'm talking egg count, menopause timing. If your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS, all things that are good to know whether or not kids are in your future. You know, there's so much about fertility that's a mystery. And this is where this modern fertility hormone test comes in. So, and it's, it's great. It's such and accessible, they send it to you and you just do it. This is why the modern fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a single finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get personalized results within 10 days. Here's the thing, traditional testing, and this is what I come across with readings like all the time, can cost over $1,000, but modern fertility only costs $159 to get the same information and... If you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA, you can get $20 off your test. 
Also, if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can use those dollars on modern fertility. This makes me happy because like all, I tell you all the time, like a lot of my clients are like, they're confused or they don't know what to do. And it's expensive to find out this information. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, honestly, the other day I was roaming through the house. Yeah. Uh, kind of like I do at holiday parties. Yeah. And I saw a couple of kits, you know, they gave us some kits to yeah. try. And actually I did take the finger prick and I sent it in. I didn't know what it was. How's your egg count? So <laughs> they haven't gave me, they have, I haven't got the results back yet, but uh, I, was, I didn't know what it was. I just followed the instructions. Yeah. So we'll that's find what out. you do. Yeah. It's smart to do something like that. Just yeah, give, just give take, your blood. To, yeah. Just yeah. Pick, my, pick my finger. And <laughs> I wonder send how many egg, what your egg count will be. Okay. You'll get insight into how many eggs you have, your hormone levels and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. You get information too. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, or you're like me and you just want to see where your hormones are at, you need information to make the decision that's best for you. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That's modernfertility.com slash K-Y-A. Yeah. I feel really bad for the person that opens up my kit. They're like, what is this? What is that Like a whole thing. Like, this is a guy. Um, (laughs) I hope it's, I hope it comes back up a guy. This is a new one for us. This is a new one for us. This is really cool. I actually like this for the upcoming holiday season for gift ideas and stuff. Oh, is it? This is why we've been taking so many pictures. Yes! Okay. Okay. I have to tell you guys about an amazing new service I've found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. From art prints and posters to the photos sitting on your phone, you can frame bridge just about anything. So easy. FrameBridge is also the perfect way to give easy and thoughtful gifts. In just minutes, you can turn a photo from your phone into one of your best gifts ever. Here's how it works. It is so easy. I actually had so much fun doing this. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo. That's it. Or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Like dozens, like all different frames and all sorts of, they put it together for you. You can see how it's going to look. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece straight to you or anyone on your list. What an easy, I'm doing this. For gifts. A handcrafted personalized gift from Framebridge starts at $39 and all shipping is free. That's like crazy because they're shipping like glass and stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's a good deal. Plus, my listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use my code. So yeah, like you can just upload it from your phone. I did it from my phone and I did it from my Instagram. I had a picture I liked of the kids from Instagram and it just right there and it, you, all the, it's super cool. Yeah, no, I, I did it too Yeah, from my phone, but you know, I'm kind of bad on my phone and there was one picture I really liked that I wanted to use, Yeah, but I actually put another picture on that really didn't want to be used. Hmm. You know, you could imagine uh, what it was of, um, uh, those visual people. Awkward. Uh, yeah, real awkward. <laughs> 
And I didn't know, I, I mean, I'm sure like a green person and everyone else knows how to fix it. I didn't even realize it. I'm so oblivious. And I sent that one in. So okay. I don't know. That person I feel bad for too. Well, I can't wait till that gift gets delivered. <laughs> yeah. So get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code KYA to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code KYA. Framebridge.com, promo code KYA. So let's say you've had a spiritual awakening, which honestly most of you probably have, especially if you're listening to a podcast like this um, and other podcasts like it or seeking ways to connect more to yourself. And now the holidays are upon us. And I mean, we see a lot of the same repetitive images this idea that you must connect to blissful joy somehow. You know, we see it in movies and commercials and every year it's the same thing. It's like, and that's why it's, it's hard for a lot of people over the holidays, a lot of depression, a lot of like expectations that you feel aren't authentic to you coming up. But you have to, like, what does the holidays look like for you? Let's reframe it. Let's get a different perspective on it. When you have a spiritual awakening, awakening, as I discussed a lot on episode 33, if you want to revisit that, your life, it looks different. It feels different. There's different people in it. There's different motivations. You have different goals. You have a different viewpoint on anything. And you don't want to buy happiness. It doesn't connect to you anymore. You want to actually connect to joy. And what is joy? What is joy? but truth in present moments, a moment where you feel completely whole. And we know that wholeness is not happiness. We understand that there is a difference. The feeling of peace where you are right now, that's wholeness. No matter what's going on, no matter what feelings you have, no matter what thoughts or if your life is not exactly how you want it to be, you can still have a feeling of wholeness. That's always the goal, not happiness, wholeness, that you're okay right now with how things are. And how can we get the holidays to reflect that? Because that's where you find joy. That's where you find peace. So that's what the holidays are about for you right now, especially as you've gone through your spiritual awakening and you feel more this need to connect to authenticity in every single day. And especially at a time like this, you know, you're not into the one-upping with the gifts or you're not into material joys or you're not like, or even you don't need to go to every single event or you'll feel like you missed out. It's about finding that joy in little moments with COVID. We've had this opportunity now. And sometimes I like to look at this time in, in the collective as a time to pause and a time to reevaluate. And COVID has actually given us a lot of opportunities for that. Like you might not be able to go and do the things that you used to do. Traditions might be in your life changed anyways. So why not embrace that wave of movement? Why not be flexible to it? And why not sculpt it to make something new for you this year? In episode 28, I talk a lot about the fifth dimension. And you can revisit that episode to get the full details on what it means. But basically, it goes hand in hand with your spiritual awakening. The 3D world we are living in becomes revealed as the charade it actually is. The motivations for fighting, consumerism, class systems, inequality, and all the things your ego uses to tell you not to grow, not to shift, not to change. All the things that tell you that you aren't worthy of stepping out of. They all live in the 3D world. A lot of limitations in the 3D world where we come from. And when you step out of that, you realize that it's nonsense. It's not real. 
and people will still believe it, but you're not connected to it anymore. And when you have an awakening, you see all of that. You may not be able to leave it right away in your mentality, but at least you do see it. And the fourth dimension is kind of that transition zone where you feel like you still have to play by the rules of the 3D while seeing that that that's not all there is. So it's kind of like a back and forth if you're in the 4D. But in the fifth dimension, it's very present and you don't really shift back into the four or 3d ever. And that's the goal. The fifth dimension is where you see the world in terms of empathy as a strong suit rather than a weakness. And man, don't we need to know that right now, you know, how, how important empathy is and that it's not a weakness, that your vulnerability is your strength, that unconditional love is what moves us all forward that unites us, that's where the fifth dimension lives, right there. That's the best way I can explain the fifth dimension. And you may hear about the 5D world, you know, especially now, this drives me nuts. Um, It's thrown around a lot by different people who speak about it, you know, but unless they're incorporating with empathy, kindness, and soul growth, it's not the truth. It's the 3D disguised as the 5D. I'll see a lot of like spiritual leaders with air quotes talk about the 5D is like conspiracy theories or anger or divisiveness or anything where, um, okay, we're finally seeing this disgusting world revealed or whatever. That's not the fifth dimension. That's the third dimension because the third dimension uses fear and it uses conspiracy and it uses distrust. And that can disguise itself as the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension is about raising your own empathy, rising in your own self-awareness and seeing the world as a classroom. It really is. It's a classroom. Everything is an opportunity to have soul growth and everything is an opportunity to check off things on your soul contract. Once you see the world like, okay, this is a learning environment and let's incorporate the change I want the world to be in the microcosm of me to that ripple effect, go out to everyone else. That's where you're at in the fifth dimension. It's not about fear or anger or revealing the truth or anything like that. It's just about seeing what this is. So the holidays roll around, and here we go. We've been celebrating them in a super 3D way, but we're not 3D anymore. And and by the way, like again, if you are listening to this podcast, like by choice, you're at least fourth dimension or fifth dimension for sure. If you're being forced to listen right now, whoever is forcing you is trying to get you to at least the 4D here, okay? But you you know, if you're listening and you're like, even if you're forced, you'll get there. We'll get you there. Um, but even if you don't want to associate dimensions with this, cause it sounds nuts, we can just say that as we grow as souls on this planet, we want to have experiences which mirror how we feel within soulful present moments in which to celebrate. So what do we do? What do we do? Every year you may mutter to yourself at some point, why am I doing this? <laughs> like you may have that come to Jesus moment with yourself where you're like, I don't even like these people. Why am I spending money on them and hanging out with them? And that's like, that's valid. That's valid. And the first step, as with anything, is to recognize it. The holidays have a lot of unconscious behaviors associated with them and some sort of horrific, like, if I don't do them right, feeling of dread. If you don't do them the way they've always done, been done over and over before. Like, you almost have to, like, copy it every year or else... I don't know, like it's going to reset the year wrong or something. It's okay to do things different. I think that's like a big thing in 
people don't realize it. And it's like, it's okay to change it. It's okay to change what Christmas morning looks like, or it's okay to change what Thanksgiving looks like. It's okay. I saw this funny thing somewhere, which gave like, you know, tradition defined. And it's like, like tradition is peer pressure from dead people. And I just, I loved it. There are some things which work, but you know, you still enjoy it. So it's okay to do it, but some things are work and and you don't like doing it. And it leaves you feeling used and abused and completely drained moving forward. It's just kind of seeing the difference. Like if you like having, you know, this big brunch every morning on Thanksgiving and you like to cook and you love to watch everybody enjoy it, it's work, but it brought you joy. So it's good. If you're running around doing things and not getting anything from it, that's work, but it's not bringing you anything. Let it go. I give you permission to let it go. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Episode 14, last year at this time, I did an episode, like a little mini-sode, it's only half hour, called Empaths in the Holidays, a pep talk. And if you if you need like a pep talk on more empath things, like boundaries and what you should do or not do or what like you, you have to do or all that kind of stuff, that's a good one to listen to. But this episode, I'm focusing mostly on a holiday which best reflects your own spiritual journey. So here are some things to maybe kind of reevaluate where you're at step by step. So the first thing. What are we celebrating here? You know, Thanksgiving's coming up. There's other holidays after which are more religious in nature. But what are we celebrating here? Religion aside, it's important to ask yourself, what am I celebrating? And be honest about it. I love religion. You know, it's it's a pure form about, you know, love and acceptance and connecting with that which is higher than us. It's beautiful. And it's, if you align to it, great. But be honest with yourself if you're aligning to it or not. Be honest with yourself if that's what it's about for you. And if that is what it's about for you, honor it more. Are you feeling connected to the religious aspects of what it is you're celebrating this year? And it's okay to say not so much, or it's okay to say a lot. And then what you have to do is you kind of like reconfigure what you do. The point is to figure it out and think about and recommit to what you are celebrating here. Make it authentic. Sometimes it's multiple things, but a focus is nice. It might be the, you know... It might just be the coming together of family or friends, a time to be on the same wavelength, a time for collective gratitude and appreciation, taking energy from that. It could be just that you are celebrating, just celebrating life, but reaffirm a focus so as to increase the authenticity of the holiday season. Reaffirm a focus. A focus point is so great. When you have a focus, when you know what you want out of this holiday season, it will all fall into pieces and you'll have a more fulfilling one. Which leads to my second part um, of this, of authenticating the holiday season. Reclaim it. What is it about and why am I doing this? It doesn't matter the answer. The answer is your answer. And there isn't just one. But reclaiming it and renaming it are important for making it mean something, which is truly the whole point of this time. As you do this, you may find that you want to let go of something. That suddenly, without the subconscious ego poles of the third dimension, you don't want to do that party you always do, or you don't want to participate in a certain gathering. And you may find that not only you don't want to do it, 
you're not going to judge yourself for it. You're not going to be mean to yourself for it. It's kind of like a weight drops off of you and that's okay. You may want to start something new. You may want to go to the cookie exchange you always ignored, or you may want to, you know, I don't know, go to some silly party that you never used to go to or whatever. You might want to try a new thing. You might want to try a new tradition in your own family that's different and that's okay too. So reclaim it. And then the third thing, it's time to create new holiday rituals that reflect all of this. What makes you feel connected to the day, to the meaning that is specific to you and create a ritual around it. It's okay to drop old ones, which don't mean anything to you. It's okay to evolve just like in life. It's okay to evolve in your holiday season. Make this little microcosm holiday season so that the rest of your life can reflect it. So if you always, for example, have this huge gift give every year under the tree, And this year, it's not for you. Like maybe you can't spend that money. And honestly, hurting financially like that, it's not, it doesn't make you feel good. Let's reclaim it. It's okay to drop it. Let's create a ritual which is different. And the people in your family may react. They may not be happy, but they will at least feel your truth with it. And they will feel your relief and and your weight off your shoulders and they'll get with the program. And and you can be honest about it. You can say how you feel and you can really appeal to that part of them. And at least you know you're honest. And now instead of maybe thousands of dollars under the tree, the whole family does a day trip together or they put money towards a membership for the year somewhere or they do something which is more of an experience together and a promise of more time which is more meaningful. It's okay to change a tradition which makes you feel more aligned to where you are right now. You know, that's just one example of the financial thing or gifts under the tree or the way you do things. But it's okay to just do, think about this in lots of different ways. If something's not bringing you joy, like true joy, if, it's okay to like drop it and be honest with people around you for it. And, and that's being vulnerable and it's giving yourself empathy and it's asking people around you to do the same. And that's okay. Finally, final thing, finding spirituality in the holidays. That's so important. Regardless of your religious affiliations, it's important to just feel something, a connection to that which is greater than us. There are incredible vibrations on these days, on these holidays. So feeling them and using them to manifest for the year ahead is very powerful. Using the collective consciousness in order to feed your own desires is manifestation at the greatest level. And you can lend out yours to others too. It's that, you know what they say, the Christmas spirit or the holiday spirit. That's just the, the collective consciousness available for all of us to give to and take from. So let's do that. Let's do that and, and allow it to be power in your own life to move your own manifestations forward. You can go there. You can go to that collective consciousness. I, I call it the space between thoughts. That's what it is. And it's very powerful and full at this time of year. And everyone is thinking globally and funneling it to their own person and to each other. And you can go there and swim in it and you can add your own power. And in doing so and sharing and collecting this energy, you can create powerful changes in your own life. But you can only do it if it's authentic to you. And practicing these tangible changes are the way to do this. And this holiday season is a great way to start. Next week, will be the thanks episode on Thanksgiving. And I'm going to be releasing a meditation, a short meditation just for you guys to do just that, to really grab that collective consciousness of gratitude and use it to manifest things in your own life. So next week, be on the lookout for that. That will be released next week 
um, in this podcast. Hey, Scotty. Well, the more and more I think about it, I know now that I do the holidays in the 5D. And <laughs> you do. And I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much Keanu Reeves right now. You know, people used to call me uh, Bradley. Cooper. Cooper. Right. But now I've been getting people calling me Keanu. Because, so, yeah, you're yeah. real elevated about it. Yeah, well, I'm going to have Brett come over, hypnotize me, and make me into Keanu. <laughs> well, you, you do. Because <laughs> Bradley's more 3D, 3-4-D. Right. You know, no, no, I don't want to give any harm to Bradley, but. Um, you but, do like to change up traditions. Yeah. And make that, you like to surprise us. Yeah. Which is fun. But now I also am very saddened because my whole childhood was in the 2 to 3D. Yeah. So anyway, we asked the Mystic Michaela spiritual family, what holiday traditions uh, actually bring you authentic joy? What have you added over the years which makes you feel closer and connected to yourself and to spirit? And we and got we had, so many. We got hundreds and it hundreds of responses. And we'll read a few of them to you. Of course, you know, we'd love to read them all, but then it would be like a four-hour show. Right, but, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I, you know, and I always, you know, I know you, you, you probably pick ones. I don't know. I, I always pick ones that I find amuse me a little bit or yes. something that relates to me. That's me being a red. And wow. you probably do the ones that are more empath. And yeah, they make loving, me like, yeah. oh, like, oh. Right, yeah. Well, like this one, for example, um, Annie Kupal, she writes, I lost my dad six years ago and my brother four years ago. We started with my dad, but we add white flowers to both of their stockings. It's so nice to see them still hanging, but not empty, full of beautiful life. Makes me feel like they're sitting around the tree with us, watching us open our stockings. Holidays after loss are so extremely difficult. This year is the first year I'm truly festive since before my dad passed. Sending all my love to those who have lost loved ones this past year. And she sent a picture of the stocking with beautiful, looks like white lilies um, and some white roses in there. I, I just absolutely loved that. Um, that made my heart warm, you know, because yeah, loss, well, like you guys, you know, after your grandparents died, yeah. like, how do you move forward? You know, you have, things have to change. It's, it can be sad, but it was a, it's a beautiful way to honor yeah. her brother and her father. I loved that. Yeah. And we just went to the Concord hotel to have Thanksgiving. But that's a really authentic, like what, what Annie did. It's very More. authentic. Like it's honoring their grief, Yeah, but also adding joy to it. And we talked about in the mediumship episode. That's how spirit comes through. Like you can be sad, but distracting from it is a wall and actually just in, in like letting that come in and honoring it. And then also adding some sort of element of love and joy to it. That's what Annie's doing. Mm-hmm. So I just, I absolutely, that just made no. my heart just burst. Yeah. That's an incredible one. Uh, you're almost crying here. I am. I'm very emotional. about. I that one. picked one from Mary and the reason why I did, cause she mentioned Buffalo. Oh, okay. Christmas Eve with my family in Buffalo, my dad driving to my aunt's, taking crazy detours so we can sing Christmas songs, look at the lights, and usually it was snowing. Of course, Buffalo would be snowing. Yes. Uh, We would laugh for hours. When I was younger, I took it for granted, and now she lives in South Carolina, so it's hard to take time off and make it back home to share the holidays uh, in Buffalo. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, we used to do that too with your parents. Like yes. that was, that was one of my fun memories of with your parents. Yeah. When we lived there. Yeah. When we lived there, we'd drive around and like sing all the Christmas carols. Just sing and, songs with the windows open. It's yeah, super cold outside. Yeah. yeah. Going to like the, uh, Marilla country store. Yes. Like, a ride into the middle of absolute nowhere. Yeah. And you go and, pick out an ornament or, or something. Yeah. yeah it's so. just fun. Little things like that, um, are so, cool. So that I, I, I liked this one. Sarah. Oh my gosh, up the graph. 
Sorry if I messed that up. My mom puts out a puzzle Christmas morning. My brothers still live at home, and it's one of the few times in the year I get to spend time with them with no interruptions. Puzzles are great. So into puzzles. Like, I don't know why you care so much, you know, about puzzles, puzzle, but yeah. I do. Like, you don't. I, no, I do. Don't. Like, if somebody puts out a puzzle, like, all of a sudden, it's the only thing I can focus on, which is, like, it's such a gift. Like, the world's going to be falling apart, but I am going to get this puzzle done. Oh, like, okay. and, no, I, I find them very relaxing. It's a great holiday thing. <laughs> do you have your next one or you want me to do um, it? Well, no, I, yeah, I have my uh, next one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this person writes, I remember going down to a diner where my mom worked. She was doing the overnight shift. I would sit there on the counter. She'd give me a piece of pie. Then I would fall asleep in the booth and she would carry me home. What movie is that from? <laughs> Wait, I just saw that movie. I know. I, I, I think it's a Ben Affleck movie. Oh, no. Is it? I think so. But there's like, they always do that story where the mom works at the diner. <laughs> And Christmas, Christmas Eve is like they get the piece of pie and they love it. Oh, that's well, Surviving Christmas. Is it? Okay. Yes. Okay. That's from Surviving Christmas, okay. which is a great underrated Ben Affleck movie. Was that, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was right about Ben yeah, Affleck Yeah, that's then. funny. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's true. Every holiday movie, there's a backstory where the kid's mom worked in the, the diner, diner and, and never had a real Christmas. Right. And they always spent the Christmas at the counter eating oh the pie and then falling asleep in okay, the Okay. I got one from somebody. Okay. I spent... Thanksgiving, eating lobster alone <laughs> in front of a television until I fell asleep and my dad carried me home. <laughs> um, <laughs> too soon? Too, yeah, too, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> too soon to make fun of your trauma? Yes. Okay, no, here's my real one. Oh, no, you do have to do a real one. No, no, you, uh, right. you do one more and then I'll do one more. Oh, I like this one. Okay. I like this one. Okay. Uh, Selena Bennett Chapins writes... My husband makes French toast on the solstice. Oh, I like that they do the solstice thing. That's okay. a good, like, you know, non-denominational, but you still want to celebrate. And gives our dog new toys and treats. It's just something silly he did to cheer me up one year during a low spot. It brings me so much joy, and we've made it a tradition. How, just like giving kids toys, like giving dogs toys, I don't know, like, if you just borrow that joy, and it's just like, God is in the room. Like, I swear to God. Like, you give yeah. a dog what they want, you're just like, oh my God, this is so, it's a great way to cheer yourself up. Give the animals treats. I love that. <laughs> you know what? I mean, this is always the time of year where I wish that I had, like, piano playing skills, mm. because I want to be the guy <laughs> that gets up, like, the party's going yeah. on, and I get up, and I just walk over to the piano, yes. and I start playing Silent Night, yeah. and then everyone huddles around me, yeah. and we all sing Silent Night together. Yeah, and we all look in each other's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or if it's, like, New Year's, same thing, party's going on, mm-hmm. I walk over to the piano, right. and I start playing Sweet Caroline oh, okay. from well, Neil Diamond. Oh, that's... So, yeah, I that, was gonna. Who <laughs> you get? Oh, oh, oh you, um, the one from Wonderful Life. Yeah, um, Old Lang Syne. Old Lang Syne. Yeah, or that too. That would work too. <laughs> That's great. Um, so you know, they, it makes me a little sad that I can't. I don't have the ability to do you should, that. You should really throw yourself into that. Yeah, I'll try. Okay, okay. take a piano. Maybe <laughs> I got time. <laughs> Who's going next? You or me? Oh, uh, you. All right. Uh, we moved, this is from Beth Choquette. We moved from South Florida to Boone, North Carolina. So we go to the Christmas tree farm. They have a horse-drawn carriage to take us around where the trees are. We walk around, and when we see the perfect tree, they cut it down right there on the spot. It's become a tradition, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh, that's nice. That's like a nice visual. I love North Carolina. I love uh, that area. Yeah, North it's a Carolina. great area. Um, 
the actual reason why I'm making all these up now is because I lost a thread on Facebook <laughs> and I have no idea how to find it. it. That was your job. And I'm scrolling through <laughs> trying to find the post and I can't. So then I, I go to my go-to, which I just kind of make up stories. Make up stuff? Yeah. Well, that's good. I think we did a lot. If you want right. to check out the rest, you can go to the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family yeah, on Facebook, which is the best Facebook group in the world. Tell us why, Scott. Yeah. So we do have, I, I'm gonna, I mean, I might be biased, but I think we have the most incredible, best group. We are amazing. Um, uh, on Facebook. It's true. Yeah. I mean, the reason being this November 11th, 11, mm-hmm. 11, big day, we did a, an IG, you did an IG meditation, which has brought in like hundreds and hundreds and almost thousands of people. It was amazing. amazing the energy. power yeah, with that. It was incredible. But people, what they did was they, we called it 11-11. So basically, one person in the group would 11-11, another person in the group, meaning they, they sent them $11.11, um, you know, maybe to Starbucks, Maybe to Amazon, right. maybe just in their Facebook money. I don't know what you yeah, call it, Venmo, Venmo whatever. Yeah. yeah, PayPal, whatever. Uh, and throughout the entire group, all day long, people were finding eleven. Like 11. all day, yeah. people were just like, "Oh my gosh, I just got eleven eleven. Like, right. yeah. Now I eleven eleven five people, but I couldn't figure out how to do eleven eleven, so they got ten dollars. <laughs> <So laughs> well, I screwed that up. I don't know how to send people. Me. Like, yeah, the Starbucks app didn't let you make your own amount. Yeah, like you probably would have been able to figure it out, but I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> so, you know, I get, you know, I eleven eleven to Starseed. Ryan, yes. Yeah. I eleven eleven come people from Canada, yeah, Juan and Jessica, um, <laughs> and we got eleven eleven and and over eleven eleven people. Uh-huh. I'm saying eleven eleven out here. Got eleven eleven. You mean over hundred? Over hundred eleven yeah, people. Yeah, next year one thousand one hundred eleven. Oh, right. So we're, we're going the, for that many people yeah. next year, but. It Amazing. Was, and, you know, I think at this election, this has been hard, the election, the aftermath. Yeah. There is a lot of anger on Facebook yeah. and not in our group. We no. find that 5D connection, love, empathy. I see your heart. You see my heart. Right. And you know what, guys? I see your heart. I love you all. And I hope you have this wonderful 5D holiday season. You all take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on on your podcast app.